1: Let's talk football with Simon Hill, the host of the Global Game, who joins us on the line. Morning, Simon.
0: Morning, Marty. How are you, mate?
1: Good, thanks. I'm really interested in this national second-tier competition and the fact that, um, what will it be, 10 to 16 teams, expressions of interest are in, and it looks Mm -hmm. to me as though Football Australia are going to have quite a job whittling it down from more than 30 down to that number.
0: Yeah, 32 teams uh, in total have uh, expressed their interest. Now that's obviously a, uh, a preliminary um, move, and you know there's got to be a lot of assessment of financial viability. And uh, I think I think we're yet to really know uh, the monetary aspect of this and what it's going to cost the clubs. But uh, it's a positive step. Um, quite how they're going to decide how they whittle those uh, teams down to 10 or 16. I don't know uh, that there, there is some talk that maybe they will use the final positions in the NPL, which of course is the second tier the national premier leagues at the end of this season to decide, you know, who gets promoted if that's the right words. Um, but it's, it's interesting. And it's, you know, it's something obviously that we need as a sport. Um, ultimately, you know, I would like promotion and relegation as well, but that's, you know, probably for for somewhere down the track once this new competition is up and about and, and proves to be viable. Um, and, yeah, it, it's going to be very interesting to see which teams make make the cut and, and which don't.
1: And everybody's going to go straight there, aren't they, to the promotion relegation thing. But I see that James Johnson, the uh, the CEO of Football Australia, said that this is an important element of Football Australia's 15-year vision for the game. So... So when, when people who are outside of the game see this, have we got to just cool their jets and say this is, you know, the the promotion relegation thing's got a bit of a way to go in the A-League?
0: Yes. Look, it, there are all sorts of uh, issues that arise from that conversation. Uh, not least that, you know, when the A-League was, was set up, obviously it was done on a franchise basis and, and the current A-League clubs, of which there are 12, have licenses that go through to 2034. So that's yeah you know, that that's your first uh stumbling block if you want to put it that way. Uh of course you can, you know, still split the A league into two uh, and call it A league 2. You know, you there, there are ways around that. Um but the most important uh factor really is to make sure that the clubs are financially viable and can not only afford to go up, but also that there's somewhere for relegated clubs to go down to so they don't just disappear, you know, into a financial black hole and you know, with the greatest will in the world at the moment, not a lot of our clubs make money. <laughs> That's probably an understatement. Uh, so, you know, they, they struggle financially as it is. Um, so we've got to have a viable second division for those clubs to fall into and, and make sure that they don't just go out of business, you know, altogether. Uh, now, we've had a version of, of promotion and relegation many, many years ago in the National Soccer League. Um, but, you know, we, we ended up with... with you know, several clubs going broke or, or being promoted because they could pay the bills more than the clubs that were there at the moment. And, you know, that, that's not a true promotion and relegation system. So I, I think there's a fair way to go before that happens. But there's no doubt that, you know, that should be something that we're aiming for, because, you know, that, that's what football is based upon right around the world. And it adds so much interest uh, for fans, uh, not just at the top of the league where you're vying for, you know, titles and grand finals, etc., but at the bottom where you're fighting against relegation and it, it it's particularly important for, you know, our younger players to be exposed to that level of pressure, um, meaningful games, even if they're, you know, the rewards, uh, if that's the right way it, is a negative. Um, you know, that's what happens all around the world. And we need those players to be battle hardened in those sorts of, situation so it's desirable uh is it imminent no but the the national second division is a, a first step towards that that's for sure
1: is there a standout second tier um club slash team who's putting their hand up who who has that financial clout in the game i know you're going to have brisbane united's um, the, the head of their division bid, their second division bid, on your show tonight, Rabia Kraim. But it, when we look at what happened in the NRL, one of the compelling reasons around the Dolphins, for instance, Simon, was that mate they, they are severely cashed up, like heavily, heavily cashed up. Yeah. So, and and that's obviously yeah. coming straight into the into the top league. So, is there one or two that that have a compelling argument based on finances alone? Well,
0: I mean, that's the great unknown. Um, You know, some of the stronger clubs in the National Premier Leagues are the old National Soccer League clubs, such as South Melbourne, uh, such as uh, Marconi Stallions or Apia Laikar. But, you know, there is a big gap between the National Premier Leagues, which is a semi-pro competition, and a fully professional uh, national league where, you know, you're flying people around the country on a weekly basis. You're paying coaches on a full-time basis. You're paying medical staff, media staff. You've got to have your grounds uh, or your stadiums, you know, up to date to be able to cope with uh, media requirements, with, uh, you know, floodlights that have the right locks for television, all all those sorts of things. So there's a a huge process to go through to professionalise a lot of those clubs. And the the honest answer is I don't know. Um, In terms of, you know, financial backing uh, away from all the things I've talked about. Well, you know, maybe some of these uh, conglomerates, if you want to put it that way, I mean, Brisbane United is is a new entity that uh, effectively brings three NPL clubs together. Uh, maybe that's the way forward for some clubs. I'm not saying it works for all of them, uh, but maybe that's a way of, of pooling resources and, and getting better finances um, you know, together rather than as, as single entities. So it's you know, it's, it's a great unknown, to be honest, Matty, and, and I guess that's all going to be revealed over the coming uh, months. But, you know, the competition is set to start in 2024. We've been talking about it for an awful long time. Uh, so let's hope, you know, once it finally gets up and running next year, that um, it's viable. Because the last thing we need as a sport is for this new d- division to, to be set up. And it falls over within six months. You know that that would be disastrous. So it, it's got to be done right. And if it is, then it, it's going to be a major, major boost for the game here.
1: Yeah, it'll be. A, watch this space. When we look at the A League itself, Sydney FC. It's going to be a, a fascinating clash on Sunday against Wellington. So we're talking sixth, the fifth, just the one point splits them as we head into what are we week twenty now out of out of twenty six.
0: Yeah, yeah, we're getting towards the pointy end of the season now, and uh, you know Sydney are on the frit Well, they're in the six at the moment, but they could so easily drop out of it. Uh, same with an, an awful lot of other clubs. There's you know barely a cigarette paper between five or six clubs in and around the you know those final spots. Uh, Sydney got a big win at the weekend against Melbourne, victory by the only goal. To be honest, they they were probably a bit fortunate to get the three points. They only had one shot on target um, from a goal from Anthony Caceres that Melbourne Victory were angry, should never have stood because they felt the the corner that led to it shouldn't have been awarded. Um, so they, they had a bit of a, you know, get out of jail game against Victory. Um, but sometimes it doesn't matter about the performance. It's it's about feel the results. And they'll have a tough test against Wellington because Uffi Talley uh, the coach of the Phoenix knows Steve Corica very well. Of course, uh, he was Corica's assistant for a year or two at Sydney FC. And they normally give Sydney a bit of trouble. Um, but it's so important at this stage of the season that you, you keep winning and build that momentum. Get yourself into the top six and give you, give yourself a good chance in the finals by by getting a home final.
1: And are you ready to open the lines tonight and cop the callers? You'll have Manchester United fans crying. You'll have Liverpool fans gloating <laughs> after after what happened yesterday. I ended up doing just a little bit of counselling on my show yesterday just for some of those Man U fans <laughs> that, that phoned up.
0: Yeah, look, no doubt the Liverpool fans have, have uh, reawoken from their hibernation. That's been going on for a bit, the best part of the season, to be honest. Um, <laughs> United uh, fans uh, will be uh, in uh, that hibernation. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, it's it's one of those freak results. I mean, goodness me, who saw that coming? Particularly on the back of uh, United winning the Carabao Cup and winning in the FA Cup during the week against West Ham as well. Uh, You know, they seem to be a club on the up, whereas Liverpool have had a a really indifferent season. But uh, sometimes it happens. You know, in that second half in particular, United were... I mean, they were just woeful. And I see today that there are calls that Bruno Fernandes should never captain the club again. Uh, question marks against his attitude, and um, you know some of the way some of the ways he he reacted uh, to that performance. So there's there's a fair bit of soul searching I think to be done at Old Trafford this week. But um, you know maybe it's a blip, um, uh, maybe it's the start of a, a revival for Liverpool. I mean it'll be too late for the Premier League for them this year, but uh, you know it shows that they've still got the weapons that can hurt uh, even the best in the Premier League.
1: Good on you, mate. Have a good show tonight.
0: Thanks, Matthew. All the best.
1: The Global Game. Simon Hill, Alex Brock tonight from 9pm right here on SEN 1170 and around the SEN network as well. It's 20 minutes after 11. We'll take your calls and texts after this.